everyone. Welcome back to Spirit Talkers. It's Jay. We're back with another amazing episode. Yeah. Stongo. Yeah. Tyler. Not yet. Well, I... No, I'm <laughs> no, <it's okay>. <laughs> <laughs> It's been too long. Yeah. Seems that way. It's been, it's been a minute. Yeah. I think. But... We had some great episodes beforehand, so go check those out if you have not yet. Subscribe to that YouTube channel, Spirit Talkers and everything. <clears throat> we had the, my favorite one now is the animal episode. And pets. the story shared on that one. The pets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Got pets. a lot of feedback on that one. Mm-hmm. And a lot more stories. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny. People will, we put these things out, you know, like on Instagram, we put them out on Facebook, like send us your stories and we get some stories and then the episode comes out and then like after that you get like a ton more stories mm. but in I, damn I time it. you know yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> well the dream one was cool too i posted a few clips on our um tiktok of chris talking about dreams and it <clears throat> i guess it went kind of viral got mm. about eighty thousand views as of right now wow that's pretty cool you're famous you like that chris I thought it was cool. You don't like it? No. (laughs) (laughs) No, but yeah, everybody was, uh, everybody's pretty cool on that one. I don't think there's a lot of negative stuff on, but it's just like a lot of agreeing with what was said. And then just everybody saying, that guy has a calming voice. I got a lot of messages off of that too. They all wanted like dream interpretations and stuff. And the thing I always say is, you know, I, I kind of recommend that they go see someone in their area. But if they can't, you know, I'll be more than happy to, you know, because a lot of the, the way I interpret things are for Muskoka Creek, you know, mm-hmm. the symbols and all the things. But, you know, I know it's pretty much general. You know, I, I know I always give them the Indian version. Then I give them the white man version. I don't know if that's proper to say it like that way, but I guess I should say the clinical way of describing dream interpretations, you know, the the medical way of doing that. Mm-hmm. So I give them kind of uh, two versions. And m- most of the time, those two versions are kind of similar, you mm-hmm. know, so they kind of back up with the, which both of them say. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I know the first thing you give them though is uh, you hit them with the fifty nine ninety nine, and then you hit them with the cash app, on PayPal, Dang. no personal checks. Yeah, you type it out till the middle and it cuts off Dang. to continue. Fifty nine ninety nine, or a bologna sandwich and hot chips. No. Or Spirit Talkers jerseys for the homies. Yeah, yeah that's right. Go. Chris got that uh, Spirit Talker jersey on right there. Yeah, check yeah. out that. OU colors. Yep. God, <laughs> don't say that. Well, I have to take it off now, guys. <laughs> got that at the game. Man, we sitting here with no shirt on. My gut just hanging out, boy. No. Well, our views will skyrocket. <laughs> God, they'll be saying, put that shirt back on, guy. Put that shirt back on. Somebody say, kill the light. Greasy. <laughs> <laughs> Got that shine. God. So I had to wipe my screen off like that, boy. <laughs> what is that screen kept getting greasy? Yeah. 
<laughs> it's like somebody smeared Vaseline all over it. <laughs> well, the dream one was good too because I had a few people that contacted me as well about just some of the stuff we we're talking about. Like I was saying in that in that episode of like maybe you forget your dream, but for some reason, if you're listening to something or you hear something, then you remember it. So I've had a few of those where it was like, hey. You know, you guys did that dream episode, and I don't know why, but it sparked back the memory of this dream I had. Mm-hmm. And they told me that dream, and I was like, that's crazy. I was like, because, I mean, like, I know it's real, but to hear it from somebody else mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. with the things, like, we said or something that just sparked that memory of, like, I had this dream before, and now I can fully remember it. Mm-hmm. Which, is, I mean, it's just, like, it's crazy to think about. It's kind of scary. Mm-hmm. We'll see you later. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just I'd like to say, uh, you know, um, just a couple weeks ago, I went down to Seminole Nation Days, and I want to thank Jeremy Fultz and the chief and the assistant chief for inviting me to come down for that event. You know, again, boy, I'm real impressed with Seminole Nation, all the things that they've got going on. That festival, that. Uh, Seminole Nation Day celebration was awesome. They had uh, native bands. They those native bands either had a Seminole tribal member in it, or they were all native. And they had so many different variations of bands from country to to rock to rap to you know all kinds of form uh, of music there, and that was very impressive. You know, I know. I'm not saying anything bad about, you know, any of these tribes, but, you know, they'll get these major bands coming in, mm-hmm. you know, none of them are native, you know, mm-hmm. which is, you know, I, can, I, I see that as good too, but, you know, again, promoting our native people is also awesome too, you know, and mm-hmm. you see a lot of talent, you know, and I was real impressed with Seminole Nation because I've always tried to do these at shows, you know, try to make it kind of like a wrestling type, you know, scene, you know, having that thump of music coming. And then I step out, you know, and, and, uh, we tried to do that at Pawnee, you know, again, you know, it's, I don't know if it's just how we explain it to them or what. They just don't have that philosophy of real hyping up a crowd, you mm-hmm. know, and man, those guys had them people hyped up. I was, I was about ready to punch somebody in the face. I was so pumped <laughs> up. I was, I was I was up there and I said, man, that's that's awesome. You know, they had the crowd just going, you know, that band that started off. I mm. mean, that was that was cool to follow them and I, I was so pumped up, man. I was talking real fast and everything and but again, you know, I appreciate that. And you know, they gave us a lot of compliments. I had a lot of elders come up, uh well respected elders in the area. They showed nothing but love, not only for me, but for the podcast. You know, the the thing that they really uh, liked about it was their whole family can sit down and listen to it. Mm-hmm. You know, and they can all learn something from it, you know. And, you know, it, it was good to hear that we have whole families out there. And, again, I want to thank each and every one of you guys for out there that's listening and 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 giving us you know help you know and and sending in stories you know we couldn't do this without you guys you know and we appreciate it you know and and this is a podcast that you know belongs to all indian communities 
And you guys remember that, you know, we're, we're natives here and we're doing this for natives, you know. So, again, you know, the further we go up, the further we're going to take y'all with us. So, again, I appreciate that. A hoe and my dough. Mm. Mm-hmm. And what's up, Jeremy Fultz? Yep. It's been a while since I've seen him. Mm. Do you tell any scary stories? No, he actually lost his voice up there. Oh. Mm. Uh, I guess he was... Uh, emceeing a lot of stuff and uh i tried to help him out a little bit you know but man that's they had a lot of things going on you know Mm -hmm. and um dang i was like that was just amazing you know and and another thing you know all the people up there it's it's cool when you hear people starting you know honk up honk up (laughs) you know that was awesome (laughs) you know and and I mean, you think only a few people listen, you know, or, you know, not too many people listen. But, you know, again, I know we got a lot of listeners down there in Seminole Nation. So, again, but oh. Shout out to Seminole Nation. Thank yes. you for tuning in and checking us out. But we have some <clears throat> listener stories. Uh, like Tyler said, a few were sent in after the episodes, which is fine. Because we'll read them, and when, and then we'll probably even do, like, part twos. Of yeah, the, for sure. You know, we might, if we do part twos, and we may dedicate that whole episode to the stories that we get, or new information we may get. I don't know. It's still a work in progress, but mm-hmm. uh, what's this one, Tyler? This one is a ghost dog story. Um, this one comes from Kayla Foster, and um, she should get a job as a writer because she wrote the most incredible story. Um, I think I even said that you know, when I'm in my response, I'm like, do you write for a living? Because you should. Um, but this is about her dog uh, called pig um, it says the story I wanted to share with you tonight is actually my parents story because it happened exactly nine months to the day before I was born in Ohio where my parents were living. Now for some backstory, my parents can't get along or agree on anything nowadays. But as much as they hate each other, they both still stand by the events of this night. So before I came along, my parents were married for seven years and together for even longer. I'm their only child, but before me, my parents had a dog, a pit bull named Sheba. But that was their baby, and they affectionately called her Pig. My parents took this dog with them everywhere. She was extremely intelligent and protective and is credited with literally saving my mom's life on at least two occasions that are crazy stories in themselves. She was their pride and joy, and to this day, my dad's prized photo isn't one of me, and she's like, LOL, it's one of Sheba standing tall and strong with his pet snake draped around her neck. All of this to say that uh, all of this to say that Sheba was a special dog. The neighborhood kids would even come by the house and just ask if Sheba could come out and play. But the night that I'm writing about is the night that Sheba died. My parents had just managed to gather enough money for a down payment on a tiny little two-bedroom house in 1989. Shortly after moving into their new home, things started to go wrong. The ceiling in the dining room fell in, the lights in the house were flickering, the glass in their table split and could no longer be used. My mom said it was like that house was telling her that they weren't welcome there. And with, within 30 days of being there, my mom had noticed a black spot on Sheba's throat and took her to the vet. 
To my mom's horror, the vet asked my mom whether or not Sheba could have been poisoned by someone or something and gave her two doses of medication to combat any possible poison she may have been given, and Sheba seemed to at least be feeling okay. My mom took her home and hoped for the best, knowing that for the time that she had done everything in her power. But on the night of March 31st, 1989, my parents were intimate, and I know that this is a strange bit to include in the paranormal story, but my mom has always felt that there was some connection in these events. She said that something was very different about this night, almost like there was an exchange of souls in the room that night. One soul was making its way in as another took its leave. Now remember, this was nine months to the day before I was born. And as my parents and Sheba laid down to sleep that night, Sheba was in the bed with them as normal. But my mom heard her jump down and crawl under the bed, which was very unlike her. Worried, my mom got down on the floor and whispered, Sheba. And all my mom heard was a long exhale in response. And she screamed and she, um, from under the bed. Um, she began to pound on her chest, trying to desperately to revive her. But it was too late. And all at once, that small black spot on Sheba's throat spread until her entire neck was shrouded in darkness. My dad woke up around this time to the sound of my mom's crying, and two of them held their sweet pig as she passed on. Because it was March in Ohio, it was still very cold and wet. The ground was hard, and my dad struggled to break ground that night. And it took him several hours, but he was eventually able to lay Sheba to rest on my parents' new property. My parents were both obviously devastated and didn't really sleep that night. By early morning, my mom was surprised by the sound of a car honking outside. Now, for years, our front door to the house had a skeleton key broken off in the lock, and we just never got it fixed. Too poor, I guess. So my mom had to walk out the back door and up the driveway to see what, to see that my dad's mom, her boyfriend, and my dad's younger brother had driven all night from Tennessee. My mother had no prior knowledge of this visit, and when my grandma laid eyes on her, she said, You look, um, look at you coming out barefoot and pregnant, but my mom just waved her off. But now, this is where things get weird. As I said, my family had come to visit from Tennessee, unbeknownst to my mom, and she had taken off work due to just how upset she was and partially to entertain my dad's family. My dad kept messing with the grave out back, which was just upsetting my mom even more. Um, that he was spending so much time out there while she was dealing with everything going on inside. She said that she went to go look at look at him through the back door to see what exactly he would still be doing out there. Our wooden back door was open, and just as the outer storm door stood between my mom and the outside. In the colder months, the storm door had um, had glass at the top instead of a screen to help keep out the cold just a little bit better. And when my mom approached the door, she could see that something had been written in the condensation on the glass. Above her head in the glass, someone had written three letters, and as she drew closer, she could see that it read pig. My mom's eyes began to swell with tears as she thought angrily about what my dad would think about... uh, Sorry. (laughs) My mom's eyes began to swell with tears as she thought angrily about why my dad would think writing Sheba's nickname on the glass where she could clearly see it would be okay. But then she noticed that the condensation wasn't running at all from the word the way it almost always does. Typically, a word or an image becomes almost unrecognizable quickly from the runoff. She held her own fingertips to the glass next to Pig for just a second and watched as the little droplets formed and ran straight down the glass like little tears. 
it was like the glass around pig has somehow colder than the glass just to just just to both sides of it still confused and wanting to make sense of this my mom charged out back and demanded to know why my dad would do such a thing to upset her he told her that he had of co- and of course she already knew this he had been outside to her annoyance messing with sheba's grave non-stop and the writing was facing inward as if whoever had written it had stood where she stood just moments earlier she stormed back to the house to the living room where my uncle was sitting with my grandma and her boyfriend why would you write pig on the door she asked he seemed generally confused and ad- ad- adamantly denied that he would ever do something like that and my grandma added further that he hadn't even left the couch my mom was left to face what she had already knew and that no one in the house had written it, at least no one in the physical. I asked my mom to retell me the story before writing it up for you because I wanted to make sure I got it all right. And 33 years later, my mom was still fighting back tears. We can't make sense of what happened to Sheba or who wrote pig in the glass. Was Sheba simply poisoned by something or was there something else going on? I don't know if the writing in the glass was somehow meant to be a goodbye or if something more malevolent, I can't say that word, malevolent was taunting my mother. Either way, I have always believed that Sheba was special in more ways than just that she was intelligent. I truly believe without her, my mother would likely not be alive today, and I don't say this lightly. Sheba protected my mother so that she could live to be my mother, and when it was my time to arrive, Sheba took her leave. I hope you enjoy the story, and if you do use it, uh, that your listeners, and if you do use it, that your listeners do as well. Keep up all the good work that you guys do. Wado. Wado. So that was an awesome story. Sheba. I really, yeah, yeah. Pour some out for Sheba. That's <clears throat> that's a great story. That's I wonder awesome. what that was. Uh, the black spot. I don't know. Have I'm you ever like... heard of anything like that? And it spread to her whole body. After well, she just around her breath. neck. It was a small, oh. small spot, and then it, yeah, spread through her whole throat, is what oh. it said in the story. There's a, I don't know how you would uh, explain it. I guess it's, uh, I guess the best way to say it is it's kind of like a demonic uh, spirit or a demonic spell. You know, I can put that on you, and it. Not only will it do that, but it'll cause sores and and mm, like boils and stuff like that. That you know, kind of these kind you'll know when you get them because they're going to be unusual. They're not going to be like normal sores or breaking out in hives. Mm-hmm. You're going to know these are different, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what that's kind of referring to. But you know, there's all tribes have. <clears throat> different names for it you know uh but th- again these are some of the things that you shouldn't shouldn't really mention so mm-hmm. you know when i was reading that story too or when she re- first sent that to me it really kind of it reminded me of a story that happened to um a dog that i had um i think i told you guys about when you know we just kind of went through a tough time there and i ended up having to move from Kuita to broken arrow and we moved into this house um, off Main Street in Broken Arrow. And it's, you know, anybody knows that area. I mean, these houses are old. You know, some of them are built back in like the 20s, you know. And um, we, we moved into this um, uh, 
old house. I, I don't know exactly what the date on. I know at some point on the bricks, somebody had scratched in like 1943. So it's at least that old. It may be older than that. But long story short, I had a we had a bulldog and um, was real healthy, real active, you know. Um, and then when we moved into that house, that dog changed. Like um, it would like became real skittish all the time. Like it almost had anxiety. Like it couldn't settle down. Like it was just always just kind of like, I don't, we, at first I thought, well, maybe it's just because it's hardwood floor and, you know, she's not used to her toenails, like, you know, hitting a hardwood floor because she wouldn't even want to walk around. Like she would just like, you know, just act like I said, the only way I could really excited explain it is like she had just real bad anxiety all the time. And then all of a sudden, like, um, um, patches of hair would fall out and like yeah. spots and like clumps. And the weirdest thing was she had like this big sore on her paw one time. And I was just like, and she would just like limping. And I was like, let me see that. And um, this is going to sound kind of gross, but like she could barely put like weight down on it. And so I picked it up and it was like this big old growth. And I just kind of pressed on it a little bit and just like all these little white worms like spread out. It like shot out of it like a zit. And um, she just yelped. And I was just like, I felt so bad. Um, but yeah, she got real sick and the same thing. Like I wasn't sure she was going to make it, you know? And then we had some other stuff that happened. I had to move out of that house into an apartment and she was fine after that. She just like bounced back. But I do think to this day, man, that house is still there. There was just some not good stuff that happened. Mm -hmm. Like our cat disappeared. Remember I was telling you all that, Mm -hmm. that happened to our dog. Like, there was just some personal stuff that happened there that I don't really want to get into, but it was just like, there was a bad, you know, mojo, I think around that house. And I'm glad that we got out of it when we did, or I got out of it. <laughs> Is that the cat that you said, be cool. And it just, yeah. Off? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we kept that house, oh. you know, in the, and you know, like I said, like we kept the cat in the house like two weeks. You know, because they said, like, don't just let him go because he was mainly an outside cat so that they kind of know where this is your home. This is where you live now. Yeah. And I, I remember taking that cat, put him on a porch. He walked down like it's almost like a scene in a movie, man. And he like walked through the, through the street light and he stopped. I was like, Thomas. And he, and he stopped and he just like looked back over his shoulder. And I was like, be cool, man. Like, you know, see you later or whatever. And he just took off, man. I never saw that cat again. We had another cat that died mysteriously too. We still think it was the neighbor though, but I don't know, man. It was, we had another cat called Grayskull and, um, our neighbor kept, I still think it was the neighbor though that turned us in or something, but our neighbor kept squirrels. She liked squirrels. And I think Mm. the cat got one of her squirrels and she came over holding this dead squirrel. She's like, look what your cat did to my squirrel, you know? And then like a couple days later, man, that cat was gone too. So we lost two cats and almost lost a bulldog. Same hmm. same house. Hmm. But I don't have any proof that she took our cat, but it was just weird, man, that all those things happened, mm-hmm. you know, in the same house. But I guess that's... Coincidentally. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to go to that house. Mm-hmm. It's still there. Nobody... People live there? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. People live there. It was a creepy house, man. I hung up a bat house, too, on the back of it. Like, I had a crime way up. It was a two-story house. And that bat house is still there. You can see it from the library in Broken Arrow. Yeah, you can see it from there. That's how close it is. There was some bad juju 
in that house. I'm telling you. Mm. Let's go there. <laughs> right now. <laughs> I'm glad you got out of the house. Yeah, just and down the street, too, from where you're at. Hey, whoa. <laughs> whoa yeah. oh, now. That's <laughs> Russell Sun Eagle. Yeah. <laughs> right next door. Right, yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way. <laughs> That would be a good episode, though, like old haunted houses like that around here, you know. I'd like to hear more about if there's a possibility of how many, or like the possibilities of like, because I don't hear too much about haunted houses around here. Yeah. But you look around here and it looks pretty normal. Yeah. But there, I don't hear of any like stories like the one you just told me about that house. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, man, even our landlord, so our landlord... Um, bought it to flip it, you know, mm. and even when they were trying to repair it, like it was a nightmare and mm. he was just kind of getting into the house flipping game. Mm-hmm. And, um, he's like, man, I just, I just turned into a rent house. He's like, cause it, I, it, was, it was keeping him upside down on it, you know, cause every time he put money into it, something else would happen. And so he's like, I just turned it in, couldn't sell it right, right away. Cause he was putting so much money into it. Cause you know, he said he would like had a, took out this old, fireplace and he's going to rebuild the fireplace and then they got the fireplace built and then the next like day day or next week or something like that there's like a huge crack that went straight up the middle of, it, of a brand new fireplace and he was just like the guy's like can you fix that and he's like no nah, i'm gonna have to tear it all down so mm. i tear the he's like well, i just took the fireplace out and put a bay window in there so it was just like little things like that like every time he would try to go to repair it or something like something else would happen to it and um, but he was a cool, cool guy. He was from England. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when we ended up losing that house, he was one of the nicest guys. I went through one of the hardest times of my life and he he really helped me out. So, yeah, he's a good, good, mm. good guy. I still am friends with him on Facebook, you know, and he's just like, if you ever want to go out, you know, because he was very understanding about my situation. Mm-hmm. So super cool guy. Mm. But Shout out to him. Graham knew. <laughs> I was gonna say, if we could, if if y'all want us to do haunted houses on the Halloween episode, let us know. Be careful, guy. They might say this address. No, <laughs> oh. this exact house. <laughs> this exact room yes. that y'all recording. No, somebody watching. Well, I didn't want to say anything about that room you're in. <laughs> don't pull but, that carpet. <laughs> don't pull that. But here's carpet my back. story about that room <laughs> you're sitting in right now. <laughs> Or um, if you have any suggestions about what you would want to hear on a Halloween episode, let us know. I know we've covered a lot already, but if y'all want more of a episode we did or a new thing, I don't know. We can. We're down. We're down for that. So just let us know. Um, but I have a story right here. My son, his name's July. We would go to Duck Creek Ceremonial Ground with his dad. He said him and his older brother saw a pair of glowing eyes looking at them from the woods. He said another time one night they were out there and there was a boy they had never seen out there before trying to get them to go out into the woods. He Mm. said that boy really kept trying to get them to go and they wouldn't. At some point, they noticed the boy wasn't even around anymore. And they never saw him before or since. My son thought it was an LP or some kind of entity trying to get them to go. And 
let's see. I used to go visit. Wait. I'll just say I used to go visit. I don't know if it's a place, but visit here with an ex. He liked to sit off by himself. I saw out for a dance and so was sitting there by myself with no one else around. And it's all wide open. No trees or other people or anything. I had just sat down and knew no one was near me. I heard someone whisper my name in my ear like the person was bent down right behind me. I didn't I didn't move or look back or nothing. LOL. And then that was her story. And then the first one was her son's story. And he just, she just said, like, he'll get a kick out of reading the story. So, mm. yep. Mm. He doesn't know if that was an entity or LP trying to get them to come out into the woods. But oh, for that story. And I think that's a great lead in for our topic today. Yeah. You know, our, our topic today is uh, mimicking spirits, you know, and, um, what that means is spirits that either look like people or look like you, you know, or they look like animals, you know, and they, they try to trick you into doing things. You know, uh, especially in Native American culture, these used to be big time stories that you would hear sitting around the fire. Now, I don't hear them too often these days, but, you know, again, you know, I know a lot of that kind of knowledge is is passing away is going but you know i know um you know with the muskogee creeks we've got a lot of entities out there that will do that try to trick you just like you know they were explaining in that story trying to lead you off into the woods for you never to be seen again you know or, or worse you know they'll put something on you so when you go back you know you'll have all kinds of bad luck sickness you know uh, just bad things, you know, and again, you know, there's a lot of entities out there that can uh, do these kind of things, you know, uh, a lot of people, you know, today, the thing that you'll hear a lot about is those Doppler gangers, you know, the ones that, you know, they see, you know, uh, I guess our uh, non-native uh, people will say, you know, yeah, I seen so-and-so, you know, look just like you. Yeah, but he was different, you know, he's your twin, you know. And and that's kind of, that's kind of in the same boat, you know. It, again, you know, they always say if you see your own, it can be super bad luck. You know, it might even cause death if you see that person that you really look like. But... You know, again, I know there's several people that I know that look alike, you know, and they're always, you know, intermingling or, or you know, uh, and I don't never see anything bad happen to them, but not to say that, you know, I, I don't know them that well, so they might have bad things going on. But, yeah, you know, those Doppler gangers, you know, that's kind of a worldwide um, phenomenon. You know, uh, I think that the word itself is what is it German or Dutch, mm -hmm. something like that. You know, and again, you know, there's several other beings out there. You know, like uh, Russell read in that stories, like LPs. You know, uh, they also uh, have things that are across the waters in Europe that they call um, what do they call them uh, changelings. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, again, you know, those are, you know, for native people, again, that, that refers to like your LPs, your trolls, your fairies, you know, all those kind of entities that, you know, they'll mimic things. They'll even mimic animals, you know, like your favorite pet. You might be following your pet, you know, lead you down to, you know, somewhere bad or it'll take you off uh then it'll reveal itself of what it's really doing and it you know gets you like that you know there's several stories you know there's a story around that henrietta oklahoma area they have this area that they call tiger mountain and they say in those back roads back there there's a entity out there Sometimes it'll look like a dog. It'll go across the road, but it'll stop and it'll look at you. And, you know, for some reason, you know, you'll you'll want to stop and get out, you know, and, and either talk to it or it draws you out of your vehicle. You know, and some say, you know, it, it shows up as a little child. You know, but they say it's the same thing. And, and the way that you'll know that this isn't uh how you say uh, a real animal is because it has hollow eyes and the same way with it changing into a kid or a woman or uh, uh, a young man or something he'll have hollow eyes and that's what i always think about when they talk about what you call it the black eyed children mm-hmm. again there's a lot of uh, creek stories that you know when i hear all these other entities out there you know just like like i said then you know those children with black eyes you know creeks had stories and this dates back way you know in our homelands they had stories and songs that talk about those things you know and again you know these these are very common common things that you'll hear about you know within indian country you know nowadays you know again they're taking on the americanized versions of them with americanized names but every tribe basically had you know something similar to those uh black-eyed children whether it was children or adult or or even elder you know, uh, they even talked about animals, you know, that had those hollow eyes. You, you, you'll you know the difference. Even if you hear them uh, talk about shapeshifters, you know, those uh, skinwalkers, you know, a lot of times they'll talk about how they have those hollow eyes. You know, uh, once it, once that medicine man goes that far, you know, he's not human anymore he can't change back but what he can do is he can he can uh what do you say kind of mimic you know a human and uh, a lot of times they'll say you know if i mimic you and i take you off then what i'm after is your skin and then after i i take you from this world I will wear your skin. And that again, you have those hollow eyes. Mm -hmm. Again, it's the same philosophy as those black-eyed children. You know, uh, all these beings, you know, have these abilities, you know. And 
again, you know, uh, there's tons of stories out there about black-eyed children and, and doppelgangers and LPs and these fairies and these certain kind of what they would call trolls. You know, uh, again, you know, Europeans, they call them changelings. There's a movie that's named that, and it's a, uh, I don't know, Tyler, can you talk about that movie? Well, I have it, but I haven't seen it yet. I just picked it up not too long ago. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, but I haven't had a chance to watch it. So, okay. Yeah, I've been busy. But it's uh, on my pile of to watch list. Mm, mm. So. Yeah. Um, if you get a chance, you guys definitely want to check that out. You know, uh, there's several other movies I can't think of off the top of my head that deal with beings that you know try to look like you or look like animals uh and to me that's kind of the most scariest thing i got a story from a listener and she talks about her her mom when she was a little little girl uh she's around the wisconsin area that's all i can say about this but anyway she said her mom when she was a little girl uh, she took her dog out to go use the restroom, and this was late at night, and she walked at the end of the driveway to let the dog out, you know, was watching it, and she said she saw this cat come out of the dark, and it whispered her name, and at first she said, you know, she thought, you know, she just imagined it, and it said it again, and by that by the third time it said her name she already headed back inside called the dog dog come running in and she said that thing stood out there in the driveway for a long time and again she noticed it had hollow eyes and that was a cat no it turned into a it, it was just a cat Oh, and it just sat out there? Yeah, and it said her name mm-hmm. three times. And I said, wow, that's that's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, again, there's a, even those Ho-Chunks and Winnebago's, you know, they got names for that thing, too. And, you know, they have ways of dealing with those uh, things. You know, again, those are not such good things you know to run across um there was a story that i got from a guy that was in uh, germany and um he was stationed over there during the military they were doing military drills over there and uh anyway um this uh area that they were in in germany you know that was kind of like where well, of course, all of Germany has those places where they had those concentration camps. But I think this was one of the... There's, like, a famous area. I can't remember the name of it. Is it Auschwitz? Mm-hmm. Or I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm not pronouncing it right or whatever. But anyway, it's a famous place, you know, that they had uh, those uh, Jewish camps, you know, and... They were stationed there for some reason, doing drills and stuff. And anyway, you know, on his uh, spare time, when I guess they're like working, you know, like eight, I don't know what their hours are, but you know, he was off. He done done his shift, and you know, he on 
his break time he would go around looking around you know doing stuff you know and uh some places you know some of the locals would tell him be careful you know you might run across this thing that uh we have over here and um it it changes into people you know and it it'll cause sickness and death and you know he he wasn't really believing in any of that stuff but again he was a young man you know he just wanted to go out and see things while he was you know in different country and stuff and he went over there and and uh he come back you know come back to his uh where they sleep there i don't know what you call it camp or their uh, whatever they call it and uh he said uh he would uh see people that he knew was there but they were different you know they would talk different and they were kind of mean and he would just ignore them because you know on his time off you know he, his his goal was to go out and see more of of germany you know and and i guess they would have like long weekends and stuff so you know when it came to the weekends he was ready to go but you know sometimes some of those things would show up and they would act different than the person that it actually was and the reason he knew it wasn't them was because there was a couple times he started to confront them you know, he kind of walked away because he didn't want to fight him. He kind of walked off to kind of cool down. Then he came back, and he talked to that individual. He said, I ain't never seen you. He said, I was doing my job. I had to work, you know, blah, blah, blah. And that wasn't them that, you know, supposedly said certain things or did something to him. And You know, he, he had that happen to him on several different occasions. And... um Anyway, uh, make a long story short, you know, he was over there for a long period of time, and this started to happen, you know, pretty frequently. But what was crazy was he said that people started complaining that he was acting up, that he was trying to start fights with people. And he said, that wasn't me. He said, I was, one, he said, on the weekends when I have my break, I'd go off into town or I'd go somewhere else. I wouldn't even stay on, on barracks. Mm. You know, I would go somewhere else. And so that wasn't me. I know that wasn't me. And so sooner or later, he kind of put one and one together. And he said, you know, they warned me not to go over here because, you know, you might run across some things like that. And again, you know, there's several different stories like that. You know, uh, even here in the united states you know uh, you'll hear you know stories you know like that uh again you know uh, over here you know they always refer it to as doppelganger so i don't know if you guys got any those kind of stories i was gonna ask you uh so how would i say it like spirits and possibly lps could they change their i guess what they look like and to present itself to you yes that's correct and okay so that was i was trying to figure out a way to say it because okay so this is kind of a weird story uh, i was in high school still 
You know in Pawnee, the old BIA mm-hmm. gym, the gym inside the BIA building. Mm-hmm. So I went there by myself, and I mean, it's pretty creepy there anyways. You always hear stories about the BIA building and then the gym and then the basement that's beneath the gym. But it was open, and I remember we used to go play ball there just for fun. So I wasn't doing nothing. I, I'm pretty sure I was a senior at that time, so football was over with and i wasn't doing anything like at 2 30 so i went over there and i i got a basketball and i started shooting around i don't know just to kill time and and all of a sudden like i heard something coming from the basement like footsteps it sounded like and i stopped bouncing the ball and i looked at the closet where the basement like door comes out of and i was waiting to hear it again and I didn't hear anything. And I was like, okay, maybe I'm just, maybe it's, maybe I'm tripping. So I started bouncing the ball again, shooting. And when I started bouncing the ball again, it happened again. And it was like getting closer up. I could tell it was coming up closer to where I was on a level. And I stopped again and it stopped. And I was like, all right, maybe I should get out of here. And so I just kind of, I was like, no, I was like, man, it's daytime. I was like, people are still here. It's only two o'clock. So maybe it's a worker. So I wasn't like tripping. I was, I was on the verge of like getting freaked out and scared, but I was like, you know what? It's probably nothing. It's probably somebody down there working or somebody in these offices messing around or something. And so I just started shooting again and man, like I know I, I heard it like fully as I started like shooting around and I just wasn't, I was pretending not to notice it, not pay attention, but I heard it come up and I heard like, there's a bunch of stuff in that closet. So whatever it was, was maneuvering over all this debris and trash that was in there. And then I was like bouncing the ball and I was like, Oh my God, whoever that is, it's coming. And I was bouncing the ball, bouncing the ball. And then, I, I heard it. Kind of, it sounded like a person, but what came out of that closet was a little dog, mm. a little bitty dog, <laughs> like the size. Not, I mean, bigger than I think it was like a uh, what was it called? Jack Russell's. Mm-hmm. I think it was a Jack Russell dog, and it just came out, and it was white and had brown spots on it. It looked healthy, like nothing was wrong with it, and it was just wagging its tail. And then I just like I was like, was that was that you, little buddy? <laughs> and then. I wasn't thinking anything of it, and I just kind of petted it. And then as I got done petting it, it just went back down into the basement. And I never saw it again. And mm. I've been down in that basement, and it's crowded, and it, like it's not livable down there, which is mm. crazy. And so I remember that from that time, and it was like, I think about it every now and again, and I thought about it when we are going to do this episode, and I was like... Maybe that was like a, I don't know, like a spirit or LP or something that came up to see what I was doing, mm-hmm. making all this ruckus, you know, <laughs> bouncing the ball and stuff at mm-hmm. a, at a not time when, cause we usually went there in the evening times and night times and played ball. And this was like in the daytime, about two o'clock, three o'clock. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like thinking of that. And then when you were talking about animals and stuff like that maybe taking form like that cat did whispering that name i was like dang i was like that dog could have whispered my name or something but i I don't know like it but it just went back down and i never i never ever saw it again Mm. 
It was mm. crazy. You know, um, I got this uh, message from an individual across the waters, you know, from Japan. And they have entities over there. And again, I might be pronouncing it wrong. But they uh, it's Yoki. And it's a spirit that likes to mimic things. That likes to turn into, you know, something that's going to lead you off to hurt yourself. Mm. And uh, this thing is... They have stories. It's an ancient being. You know, it's all through a lot of their history that these things show up. You know, uh, sometimes when they go through their woods and, you know, different things. You know, they they talk about that uh, suicide forest. Mm -hmm. And they they say there's one that lives there that, you know, causes people to do those kind of things. And that's one of the spirits that live in that forest. Mm Mm-hmm. And again, you know, uh, uh, he's, he's, this individual said that uh, you even see them in town, you know, these big cities that they have there in Japan. So, you know, again, yeah, that's, that's pretty crazy. You know, you, you, you can run into these in a highly populated area. So mm. I think that's pretty cool. So Yeah. It reminds me of a st- story I read. Um, I don't know if y'all know who Jackie Chan is. The movie star. Do you Who? know Jackie Chan? Who's that? You don't know Jackie Chan. <laughs> All right. Well, he. Re- I That's read how his- you know I'm a mimicking spirit. Huh? <laughs> huh? Who? Yeah. Who are you? The real Russell knows who Jackie Chan is. Nah, but he was talking about um, when he was coming up, um, you know, he struggled a lot. But when he found fame, you know, he said, you know, he acted like, you know, he was famous like he would go out and he was real brash and real like showy offy and you know real kind of full of himself and well anyway long story short um he got hired at golden harvest which was um the company that bruce lee had worked for and they still had all the production offices there and they told him like you know you can basically have the whichever office you want you just can't have bruce's office because it's He's still there. He's, it's haunted. He's, he's, you know, you don't want to go in that office. And he was like, wrote in his book. He's just like, oh, you know, that's, you know, a bunch of honky, you know. Uh, I just, you know, I'm, I'm Jackie Chan, you know, and I'm going to move into Bruce's office because I'm going to be bigger than he is, you know. And, um, but he said sometimes he would have too much to drink and he would go back to the office instead of going back to, the, to his house. And he would fall asleep in there. And he said that um, there was like a hallway um, like an almost like an alleyway, and he said that like you could hear something walking up and down that hallway. Mm. He said he heard it one night, and um, he said he got real scared, and he kind of crawled over to the look under the door, and you could see like a shadow just kind of pacing back and forth outside of his office. And he said, and he woke up the next day, and or he he was scared obviously, and then he woke up the next day and he looked outside and there was a cat in the hall in the in that alleyway and it came into his office and just run around the office he said almost like he knew like he'd been in there before or like he knew where things were where he was going you know like he'd done it a hundred times before and he said he really kind of maybe thought that that might have been bruce you know paying him a visit and letting him know that it was okay that he could have his office and then when that cat left he said it never happened again <laughs> <laughs> Dang. whoa yeah <laughs> 
yeah. You said that cat came in and like jumped up on the desk and you know let him pet him and you know whatever. Like it had been there. There was a couch. Went over on the couch and messed around and then left. And he said mm-hmm. then after that he never had any problems sleeping there or having any other kind of ghosts. Maybe it was Bruce like seeing who's in my office. <laughs> There's another being that this individual talked about. And again, I might be pronouncing it wrong, uh, but I, forgive me for that. Uh, he wrote Oni, O-N-I. I don't know if how you would say that. But anyway, this is another. This one's a more of a demonic spirit. And the Japanese believe that this spirit came from China, you know, and they did, you know, they took over China and, you know, they did some things, you know, uh, and they thought this was like a curse that those people put on them, that it roams, you know, throughout Japan. And according to this individual, you know, this, this again, you know, it, it can look like yourself. It can look like, you know, someone close to you. And it's just there to torment people, you know, to do off-the-wall kind of th- things. And uh, he said, this one, you'll hear a lot of stories and you'll see depictions of it crawling up mm-hmm. uh, stairways or wallways. And, you know, but that's the, that's the, that's an actual being that they believe in. And it mimics, you know, people and animals and, you know, all kinds of things. And um, he said it goes back to, like, Buddhism and stuff. So he said, you know, that it's quite a bit of stuff, that history on that kind of uh, entity. Uh, but he said it's it's real demonic type, evil type spirit. And all it is there is to uh, to trick you to hurt yourself or hurt someone else yeah there's a movie actually i was looking it up i wasn't sure what the date on it is um but it was made in 1964 it's called onibaba Hmm. and it's kind of about that it's about like this woman who kills these two samurai and then like takes their goods and sells her sells their goods to like this other person and then like the ghost of that of those samurais come back to like haunt her for killing them and like they wreck her life basically like she has an affair and like all these she does all these really terrible things but they like haunt her for the rest of the movie it's pretty good man i've only seen it a couple of times but it's good yeah what's that oni uh it's called onibaba 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 o-n-i-b-a-b-a onibaba is that on tubi i don't know i have the dvd oh you do yeah criterion version man bougie whoa yeah you know (laughs) what's that movie mimic about is that about you know i've never seen it actually i've never watched it i always got that one in relic yeah is it the relic relic yeah yeah that was a crazy one yeah but mimic i've it's on tubi i think but i just never i never just sit down and watch it yeah i should have watched it because it it says mimic yeah but i don't know if it's actually about Maybe something mimicking people to where it takes them or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I got one from Celtic Man, and I'm sure I'm assuming that's Irish. Celtic, mm-hmm. Celtic, Celtic, Celtic. Uh, and again, I might have this pronunciation wrong, but it's the Dual Dulhan, and uh, this is also an evil spirit. That likes to change into people. 
and um, it just kind of like takes over your home and does all kinds of crazy things, causes sickness and bad luck. Uh, but it can look like, you know, your friend, look like you. But he said if it turns into you, it looks like you, then you're going to die pretty short after seeing yourself. So I don't know if that's where they get, you know, like doppelganger. You know, yeah. you see yourself. It can yeah. be seriously bad or whatever. Yeah. Uh, all this reminds me of, like, one of my favorite old Muskogee stories. And I've heard it told, you know, a couple of different ways. One is just, you know, one hunter that goes out and, and he's just going to go hunting for like the season or whatever. And he's camp. He's got set up for a camp. It's just him and his dog. And I think I've told it on here before, I think, um, where that little boy. So at night, you know, he's getting ready to go to bed and this little boy comes out of the woods and he's crying and, you know, he's like, I'm hungry. Can you feed me? Mm. And the hunter's like, yeah, you know, come on over here. And, and then, you know, he does that for four days straight. And on the fourth day, he's that a, little boy comes back and he says, you know, I'm hungry. Can you please feed me? Mm. And that's when his dog says, you know, that's not what you think it is, mm. you know? And he says, what do you mean? He said, that thing is going to get you tonight. And he's oh, you know, whatever, you know, and they go to sleep. And then that witch, he turns into a witch and he chases that man through and kills the hunter and chases this dog into like this hollow log and this claws are sticking in to that log and the mm. dog bites bites off the claws <laughs> of mm. that witch but the other way i've heard it too is it's two guys and um uh they got in trouble with their wives and their wives sent them out you know to you know get out of the house whatever and they're camped out or camped up and then they're kind of sitting around this fire and they stop you know, start missing their wives. And they say that's like in, in Muskogee, like you're not supposed to do that. Like you're not supposed to, you know, miss somebody, you know, but they start missing their wives and, you know, kind of feeling bad for whatever happened. And then the, the two wives appear um, out of the woods and, and they, you know, like, Oh, you know, we're so sorry. You know, we, we didn't mean, you know, what we said and da, 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 da. And they go into the tents, I guess, or whatever. And they're intimate. And then in the moment of in intimacy, they kill both men <laughs> mm. and uh, turn into witches, too, and, you know, kill both men. So I've heard it told those two ways. You know, there's more to it than that, mm -hmm. you know, but um, I'd have to kind of go back and look at my notes. But anyway, those are the two stories I've heard about, like, mimicking spirits or, you know. This individual also sent us uh, one. Of, it was called, he called it the. Uh, Fear Gorda, and uh, this one is more of a, again, a, a evil demonic entity, and this one, it likes to look like children, um, but again, he said, uh, you'll know it's not, because it has the hollow eyes, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, he said, uh, when those things start coming around, they just basically torment you to death. This one's pretty cool. This is from Omar. Um, not the Omar that usually sends in. This is a different Omar. Mm -hmm. uh, 
I don't know if I should even say the name, but I'm on. I'm going to chop it up because I know I'm probably not saying it right. But he, he wrote, it's called the Shaitan. And it is so evil. You're not supposed to even whisper its name. Mm. And uh, this one basically will torment you to death. But it will come looking like you. And it will start out making sounds it'll start coming around knocking on things you know making sounds and then you'll start seeing yourself everywhere and it basically just drives you insane mm. like the smile entity that movie smile oh yeah that's right isn't it <laughs> yeah that's pretty cool have you seen that? Tom? I have. Yeah, it was pretty good. Did you like it? Yeah, I did like it. Yeah, I liked it. He, I, the the he, best part was just their promotional oh. tools they're using where they're like at the baseball game. Mm-hmm. There'd be people just like behind the dugout <laughs> smiling. That's crazy, <laughs> yeah. man. He said that's uh, Islam, uh, mm. Islamic or Islam mm-hmm. belief. So anyway, he said that's a pretty scary mimicking mm-hmm. entity. So. I'd like to get more Middle Eastern stories like that, you know? You, you know, they even have different versions of, uh, how they say, jinn. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And some of them are just straight up evil, and they do, they'll do they'll mimic yeah. humans. and uh, Some of them mimic them, lead you off, and then eat you. Mm. So... They got so many different versions of those things. They got different stories. And Jen should be one that we should do a show on Mm because, you know, a lot of that's like Indian stuff. You know, uh, that was Jen, I guess what they used to say. The real name is like like Genie or something like that. That's where Americans get that Genie in the bottle. But uh, if I remember correctly, they're basically like LPs, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, some of them will wish you, give you three wishes, and some of them just, just straight out mean. And uh, there's some that come looking like humans, but they're just there to procreate mm. with, you know, humans. Mm-hmm. So I don't know about that, but <laughs> anyway, they'll they'll do that. So yeah. anyway, they're all different kinds of beings out there that like to mimic things, you know. Uh, um, but anyway. Can they come to you in your dreams, too? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, like I said, you know, a lot of these things that they're talking about, it, it torments you night and day. So mm-hmm. even in your dreams, you can't get away. So, Well, I had one about, uh, it's probably perfect for this episode, but it's a dream I had. Uh, when we lived with my brother out in Tahlequah, and it was at the older house he lived in. That house was crazy, though. There was a lot of activity that happened in that house, and I think somebody lives there now. I don't know, but, I mean, it was, uh, if you're listening, don't listen. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, no, like, that house was crazy because, I mean, there was just, like, a lot of things, like, that happened with lights coming on and off and then like noises happening and this one time we were asleep 
and me and my brother worked i worked with my i worked with my brother at this uh, metal shop here in tulsa so we would drive every morning from telequal to here in tulsa and we'd wake up at like four and drive all the way here and get there by six and i remember this dream i had where dang man it was storming it was storming really bad in my dream and in my dream i woke up and it was in my dream i could in our room we had a window you can just see like the lightning flashing outside and then just like you could hear the thunder in my dream and it felt so real and then i remember waking up to my brother hitting the window like knocking on that window and he was like russ let me in russ and i was like hold on in my dream i was like i'm just not waking up and he's like let me in he's like i locked myself out and i said hold on I was like, why'd you lock yourself out? He was like, just let me in. I was like, all right, hold on. And I got my, I was getting my, my works clothes on and, and he kept banging on that window and I was like, all right, all right. And then he's like, hurry up. And I was like, okay. And then I got my stuff on and I went in the front room and I was going to that door. And then his wife was sitting in that chair and then she was like, don't open that door. And I was like, what? And she said, don't open that door. And I was like, but Scott's out there. And then she was like, that's not him. And like, as soon as she said that, like that screen opened up, that screen door opened up and he was banging on the door and he's like, let me in. He's like, Russ, let me in. And I was like, that's him. I was like, that's, I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, that's not him. She's like, I swear it's not him. And I'm like, you could just, the room was dark, but the only way I could see was because lightning was flashing in the room and it was raining so hard and then i was like whatever i was like, i'm just gonna let him in she's like no don't and right when i put my hand on that door the doorknob my brother walks in from i guess the back room where he was and he said don't open that door it's not me and i woke up and i woke up to a thunderstorm happening <laughs> like the exact same setting that's crazy i woke up to was i'm actually in reality and there's a thunderstorm happening i looked at the window and man i got like i kind of got freaked out and i was like Dude, if somebody knocks on that window, I don't know what I'm going to do. But, I mean, nothing happened. And I walked in the front room, and I was waiting on my brother. And then, um, I don't know, it just kind of freaked me out a little bit. And then on our way to work, I was telling him about that story or that dream. And he was like, yeah. He's like, I don't know what's up with that house, but a lot of crazy stuff happens. And we've had a lot more experiences in that house, but it showed me a lot of stuff in dreams. There's another dream I had where I think I saw whatever it was in my dream. And it was almost like this giant spider like thing being or something. It was really weird. I have to remember it, but I think that's what was in there. I don't know, but yeah, it was almost like, uh, when Bray Wyatt started doing that, let me in. It was almost like that. Like, let me in in that dream he was like let me in he's like russ let me in and it was almost like i was thinking of like dang like i wonder what that truly meant like let me into your mind your heart maybe or just because maybe it thought i was strong or something because i was i wasn't afraid i'm not really afraid of stuff i'm just kind of like i get freaked out but i don't let it truly bother me so maybe it was like trying to get me to freak out or something mm. or possess me 
might have just been there to take off with you too. So mm-hmm. true. If yeah. I open the door, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, I was thinking about you know when we was doing this, and you know, I know like like I was telling you, um, far as the word or or the popularity of those Doppler gangers, you know, that, that that's fairly new. But a lot of these native stories, they're, you know, all the way from 1400s and even older, mm-hmm. you know. So that was way before, you know, all these kind of crazy stories, you know. And I think about that sometimes, you know. These Indians, long time ago, they had a lot of knowledge of, you know, these different beings, you know. And these stories are old. They're not like last year or, you know a couple of years back you know whatever these are they're old old stories and you know even like these ones that we just named that was from these other countries those are ancient stories from, from them too and we've got things just like those you know of course i'm not going to say those names today you know the indian version of them uh but you know just like this one said you know you don't even whisper its name, mm-hmm. you know, uh, or it'll show up and it'll, it'll get you. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I hope he didn't send me the right spelling. That'd be the first word I actually pronounce right no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on this show. Dog. I was, was going to say, Chris, and he just said that name. Yeah, you just know. you didn't even just whisper it, man. You shouted it. I, I said, this is Tyler Randall. This is what I say. No, I'm just kidding. You want some? Come get some. So y'all don't know me, Tyler <laughs> Randall, right here. No. <laughs> Dang, Tyler, poor Tyler. Bring it. <laughs> you heard him. Hey. Just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. No, he's not. So <laughs> ne- next episode, you'll see him at ball spots all over his head, be looking pitiful. No. All patchy. <laughs> What was that Jim Carrey character where he did about fire? Oh, oh, yeah, Fire Marshal Bill. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll be up here. Let me tell you something. (laughs) Possessed. (laughs) That's not Tyler. (laughs) Those Hawaiians also have a, a, a mimicking spirit, too. You know, they got, you know, volcano gods. And some of them are good. Some of them are evil. And they have one of, of fire that kind of does that. You know, it mimics people. Mm-hmm. But when it takes you, it takes you from with flame. Mm-hmm. So you get burnt up. These are all, all very good things. Uh, but, you know, one thing I want to kind of wrap it up with is, you know... Um, you know, I always said this in, in previous episodes. You know, you always have good and you always have bad. You know, and we kind of covered a lot of the mm, good and bad, I guess, here and there. Uh, but this one, it, to me, it kind of, I don't know how you say, kind of blows my mind even. You know, uh, those old ancient natives old ancient people indians you know they always had that belief of good and evil you know and they believed that 
everything had its brother or its opposite. So, you know, there might be me as me, and then there's another one, you know, and, and then you're starting to talk about different realms or different worlds, you know, where there's kind of like how you say, like DC Comic has that multi multiverse, multiverse. You know, they had that kind of belief too. That, and so sometimes when the two worlds combine, you know, they say every now and then that this happens. You know, when the moon is right, you know, it hits, opens up that door, and sometimes you might see your your other side of you. You know, and that was you know, kind of an ancient belief that, you know, if you were able to do that, then you can grab more knowledge because this individual has knowledge of things that you don't have. And you don't hear that kind of stuff anymore either. I I just wanted to throw that out there. That multiverse theory is crazy too. If you watch it like in Marvel, Marvel's doing it now, right? Mm -hmm. And... Mortal Kombat just got to doing that. Mm-hmm. Did you see that story? Mm-mm. Yeah, Mortal Kombat just got to going all in on multiverse and uh, just like a different timeline that they're seeing themselves in and stuff. It's crazy, man. It's crazy to think about that. Rick and Morty do that too, where they just there's infinite amounts of you in the universe, and they're all like kind of the same, but they're just doing different stuff. I don't know. It's weird. They they still ain't brought back. They're bringing everybody else back, but not Wolf. Oh no! Yeah, Mortal Kombat, the new one. Yeah, yeah, that's the yeah. one they're doing a the timeline in. Yeah, the different timelines. And what about Night Wolf? <laughs> no love. I know. As Indian people, we need to say something. Mm. Bring back Night Wolf. No. <laughs> Hashtag. I'm surprised he wasn't in it. Yeah. You'd think he'd be the one to kind of know knowledge of that stuff mm-hmm. to yeah. bring into that what they're dealing with and stuff, but I think he's locked up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he's in jailbirds. No. <laughs> Sitting there like this. No. <laughs> that face paint all messed up. <laughs> Got that swollen eye and big old lip. No. <laughs> but yeah, bring Nightwolf back. He'll probably come back because it's an it's an entirely different timeline now. It's uh they went all in on that whole I think Days of Future Past did that first with mm. the whole action hero stuff. X-Men Days of Future Past. Yeah. If there's like a website or something like that for uh, that Mortal Kombat game, everybody get on there and comment. Say, what about Nightwolf? Yeah, bring him back. <clears throat> yeah. Go to their Facebook page. Say, bring back Nightwolf. Who's Jackie Chan? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so let everybody know where to follow y'all. You can follow me on uh, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube as Christopher Honka Hill, and on Facebook, Christopher Hill. Hello. You can follow me at Tyler Randall on Facebook, and you can follow me on Skoden underscore cinema on Instagram, and also have Pump Action underscore podcast giving you recommendations of movies to work out to. Oh. Yeah. Follow me at okipodcast.rustamus49. You can add me on Facebook. It's getting kind of slim in there now. I'm almost at the 5,000 limit. Dang. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. 
but I think some of them are bots. So I've been uh, like going through a lot of them and deleting them. But there's a few that message me and be like, "Oh man, we love spirit talkers. Keep it up, guys!" So shout out to y'all that added me on there. Um, so add me on Facebook if you want. But uh, yeah, follow us on instagram at spirit talkers podcast tiktok spirit talkers as well just everything spirit talkers podcast so i would say google us and you would find us and subscribe to the youtube channel as well so yeah until uh next time everybody it's my job Mado. Mado.